We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. A vast universe exists within and beyond our reality. What we realize with our five senses is but a tiny fraction of all that is real. The universe is not a product of matter and energy, but a projection of consciousness and energy. Welcome to the World Beyond Radio Show. I'm Joe Wegent, your guide and advocate, as we remove the blinders of our everyday lives and experience together all that exists out there in the world beyond our world. Thanks for joining us today, folks and friends. Uh, we got a, an exciting show set up for you this hour. Our guest today is Frater Stephen Armstrong. Now, Stephen Armstrong has been a student and practitioner of spirituality and mysticism all of his life. He is a professional historian, a philosopher, and teacher based in the San Francisco Bay Area. After an undergraduate degree from Yale, he was a Jesuit for 24 years and was ordained by the Byzantine Greek Catholic Church. Having left that vocation, he joined the Rosicrucian Order of AMORC and the traditional Martinist Order in San Jose, California. He has served in several ritual and administrative positions in the order, and he works at the Grand Lodge in San Jose, California in membership services as well as assisting with the Order's publications. His current areas of interest include how the primordial tradition permeates all world traditions and the way in which the Rosicrucian and Martinist paths provide a unique and unifying viewpoint on those traditions. He is the author of more than 30 published papers, articles, and podcasts, and he is a lecturer for the Rose Croix University International. Father Stephen, welcome to the show today. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. In just a few brief minutes, can you tell me how it was that you started on this path? What led you down this, this road to where we are today? Well, uh, you mean in terms of the Rosicrucians? Uh, 
Yes, go ahead. Okay, great. Well, you know, uh, as I was getting ready to enter the Jesuits back in 1977, uh, I was visiting a friend in San Jose, and I was out walking, and I turned the corner, and Shazam, Egypt was there. <laughs> uh, uh, Rose Christian Park is a full city block um, on Nagley Avenue, and it's all in Egyptian Renaissance style. So I went into the museum, enjoyed it, and picked up uh, the booklet, the introductory booklet, Mastery of Life, and read that, and I found it very interesting, but I was already on another trajectory. And so, um, you know, but that seed was planted there. And so um, uh, years later, uh, my partner and I came down to uh, the Rosicrucian Egyptian Museum, and it rekindled the spark for me. And so I sent off the application and uh, joined and have uh, really found a wonderful home with the Rosicrucian Order and the traditional Martinist Order. And, and what path were you following whenever you uh, bumped into the Egyptian Museum? Oh, well, I was, I was entering the Jesuit Order, the Society of Jesus. Uh, it's a uh, religious order within the Catholic Communion of Churches. And so the, uh, the turn into a, a happenstance into the Egyptian Museum changed that entire path. Well, uh, it, it planted a seed. And so uh, after I had been a Jesuit for 24 years, which I did very happily, loved it, and still stay in touch with my, uh, my fellow Jesuits, um, uh, you know, but the time, the time came for me to, to leave. Uh, you know, in a religious order, there isn't the uh, possibility of having a partner. <laughs> so uh, it was time for me to go. And I left in, on great terms. And, uh, but happily, that seed had been planted about the Rosicrucians. And so it was a natural transition. The uh, being ordained into the Byzantine Greek Catholic Church, is that a part of the Jesuit order or is that a, a separate function there? How did, how did that go about? Well, Jesuits are, serve all of the 21 uh, Catholic churches that make up the Catholic communion of churches. Most people are only familiar with the Roman Catholic Church, but uh, there are Byzantine Catholics, Coptic Catholics. We hear a lot now about the, the various Christians in the Middle East, uh, sadly. In very dire circumstances, but so it just so uh, a Jesuit can be can serve any one of those churches, and so uh, my inclination uh, was to, to uh, be ordained in the Byzantine Greek Catholic Church. So it, it, yeah, it, it, it integrates. Now, is uh, is that more of the Roman Catholic style, or is that the more the Eastern Orthodox, or is it a mixture of both? How does that work with the with the Jesuits? It's exact, uh, for me, and, and uh, the circumstances of the church I was in, it's exactly like Eastern Orthodox, except that we were in communion with Rome. How about that? Yeah. So, briefly, what is Rosicrucianism? Well, Rosicrucianism uh, is an ancient path. Uh, we trace our traditional lineage back to ancient Egypt, uh, and in terms of I'm going to I'm going to have to cut your answer short for there for just a few moments. We have to take a hard break here for just a second. Folks, you're listening to the World Beyond Radio show. I'm your host Joe Wegent. We'll be right back in just a moment with Father Stephen Armstrong. This 
is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. President of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, 
every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an eight-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back to the World Beyond Radio Show. I'm your host, Joe Wegent, and this hour we are talking with Frater Stephen Armstrong on Rosicrucianism. Frater Stephen, is Rosicrucian, is that, an, is that a religion? Is, does someone have to leave their religion and, and you know, be, become a member of uh, Rosicrucianism? Is it a, is a separate religion all its own? How does it work? Sure. Well, the Rosicrucian or Amwork is not a religion in any way, shape, or form. We are a philosophical fraternity of men and women uh, who study spirituality, mysticism, but from a non-sectarian religious viewpoint. So, no, no one, uh, no one has to leave their faith if they belong to a, a faith community. In fact, we have members of just about every faith community under the sun. Um, we also have members of the clergy of a number of different uh, religions, including some Eastern religions, as well as Christianity and Judaism. Uh, and uh, so, um, you know, we're a very large fraternity. And so most people who are religious find that the study that we do enhances the experience of their own faith rather than uh, having a problem. Because nothing in the Rosicrucian order is dogmatic. That is to say, nothing is imposed on members. Um, you study the material, and if if it doesn't fit your experience, you just set it aside. So someone could be, say, uh, a Hindu or, or practice Buddhism or something and still be a member of Rosicrucian. Is that correct? Absolutely. In fact, I know people who are. So what... What actually is the, the essence of Rosicrucianism? Well, 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 how does that differ from everything else, and how does it blend into everything else? Certainly. The Rosicrucian path is a path of coming to know oneself and, uh, well, the old adage, know thyself and thou shalt know the gods of the universe. Um, it is a path of coming to rely on oneself and one's inner voice. And the Order's teachings are a very carefully gradated um education system, bringing a person the tools that they need to investigate things for themselves. So, so the Rosicrucian path is not one of belief, it's one of knowledge. We come to know things for ourselves and to rely on ourselves, not uh, accepting anything that anyone else tells us unless we have tested for ourselves. Now, we, all, we involve ourselves in spiritual practices, mystical practices, meditation, and we grow through the tools the order gives us on the level of, uh, excuse me, on the level of body, psyche, uh, the uh, psychic uh, gifts, and uh, spiritual gifts. When you said that it, it found its origins in uh, Egypt, uh, would, would that be in Alexandria where the Greeks and the Egyptians and the, the Indians all gathered together for philosophical study and exploration? At, at that time, did Rosicrucian you know, burst forth from that moment? Well, actually, no. Uh, it, it was there. It was certainly present there. But we trace our lineage back to the reign, the co-reign 
of the pharaohs Tutmosis III and Hatshepsut. And um, they, and this is in Breasted's, uh, uh, you know, Egyptian records. So, I mean, this is uncontested that this event actually happened. Uh, they combined the mystery schools that were attached to each of the temples in Egypt. They were called the Per Anku, the Houses of Life. Uh, that's where the mysteries were taught. And they combined all of these into one order and placed that order under Hatshepsut's vizier, Apusenet. Uh And so that's what we, we trace. Now, we don't claim that they called themselves Rosicrucians or anything like that, but we trace our, our distant origins to that unifying of all the mystery schools of ancient Egypt. Now then, um, it goes along through um, the centuries under many forms. Uh, we just finished the uh, Rosicrucian Digest uh, timeline series, which you can find at rosicrucian.org, which traces all the various tributaries, alchemy, Neoplatonism, Kabbalah, etc., that flow into the Rosicrucian order. But then in uh, 16... Uh, 14, 1615, and 1616, the three original Rosicrucian manifestos were published, and Rosicrucianism arose in Europe and was visible once again. And then that continued for centuries until uh, our founder of this round of Rosicrucian work, H. Uh, Spencer Lewis, was initiated in Toulouse in 1909 by the Rosicrucians there and given the mandate to bring Rosicrucianism back to North America, where it had been twice before, once in Carmel, uh, what is now Carmel, in about 1602-1603, and then uh, secondly in colonial period uh, where both Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Jefferson were associated with our work. When you say that Rosicrucianism is a search for truth and a search for knowledge, what, what kinds of um what kinds of things should a, an adept be exposed to? Uh, what, what kinds of truths are you leading them to? And do you ever really find it? Do we, do we ever find truth? Well, I, I certainly think so, yes. Um, you know, it's various kinds. It all depends on what the person is looking for, of course. Um, but the truths of our own abilities, I mean, on one level, we are helping the, 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 the course helps members to uh, hone their own uh, psychic skills, uh, their own um, abilities, and their spiritual abilities. But the truth is that the ancient adage, uh, as above, so below, there is a natural correspondence in all things. So this is one of the basic hermetic uh, adages. Uh, so that we experience the oneness of all, and the ultimate goal, of course, of Rosicrucian path and, and of many paths, is to be in union with the original source of all, uh, what we, you could call it the divine, some people call it God. Uh, we refer to uh, God of our hearts, God of our realization, and we don't define what or who God is. Uh, that's up to the individual to experience for themselves. I guess the real key is experience. Uh, Paracelsus, for instance, was very big on getting out and experiencing things. That's I think the core is that we, it, it's a kind of gnosis, it's an inner experience of something so that we really come to know it. 
I'm, I'm glad you used that word because one of my next questions was going to be how close is this to Gnosticism? Because I have been uh, recently embarking on a study of Gnosticism and Gnosis, and this what you've been saying so far is falling hand in glove with what I've uh, what I've been experiencing myself. Well, uh, certainly, uh, and the Gnostics are one of the topics that are covered in that Rosicrucian timeline series uh, that was edited by our, our most venerable grandmaster Julie Scott. Um, but we have a lot of things in common with, uh, the Gnostics, uh, including the concept of Gnosis itself, inner spiritual knowledge. The, the slight difference, uh, di uh, difference would be that in Gnosticism, and I'm not a Gnostic, so I, I can't officially speak for them, but, um, in Gnosticism, there tends to be an idea that the world was the creation of either an evil or befuddled demiurge. And so the point is that you have to kind of, to get up to the original source, uh, the divine, you kind of have to get around that, uh, that, that sort of befuddled demiurge. Um, that, you know, especially in terms of ancient Gnosticism. Um, I don't know what modern Gnostics, you know, what their practice is. But we tend to follow more closely the hermetic path, which would say, as above, so below. So, in other words, that there is a direct and, if you will, organic spiritual connection, uh, uh, you know, Plato's ladder of being, all the way up and down a ladder, and with no obstruction. So, it may, it may be a, you know, we, we honor the Gnostics tremendously, and especially uh, in their later incarnation of the Cathars, down in uh, southern France in the Languedoc area. We feel very close to them, of course, because our lineage comes from Toulouse, where uh, the, the Cathars were active. And uh, we have tremendous sympathy uh, for them. They were horribly uh, persecuted. I am a, uh, I'm a member of the Freemasons, uh, oh. actually a, a twice past master of uh, our local lodge here in Indiana. Great. And uh, how... How does the Rosicrucian order compare to the the modern order of Freemasonry? Well, um, you would see some structural similarities. Both uh, Masonry and the Rosicrucian order, Amorg, come from the Western esoteric tradition. And so, you know, you have a temple with four stations, uh, you know, pillars and things like that. So on that level, there's a certain kind of external similarity. And some of the spirituality is the same as well. Uh, however, we are not the Masons, we're not associated with Masons, and never have been. However, there have been periods of cooperation. The, for instance, in the Scottish Rite, the 18th degree, the Rose Qua degree, is a, uh, uh, probably a, a token of that. Now, mm -hmm. there, are, there are some significant different, uh, differences. Uh, for instance, in uh, the Rosicrucian Order, Amor, uh, women are 100% equal. There's no second order for women or anything like that. And so, for instance, our Grandmaster, uh, Julie Scott, uh, is a woman, and uh, the Scandinavian Grandmaster is also a woman. And um, so you have, and women, you know, play all kinds of leadership roles in the Order and in our rituals as well. Uh, in fact, uh, in, a, in a Rosicrucian uh, convocation, there is no part that a woman cannot play, and there are a couple of parts that men cannot play. Uh, <laughs> interesting. So we, there really is a tremendous equality, and it, at, one of the things too about the Rosicrucian path is the the complementarity, 
the wonderful complementarity of the masculine and feminine energies. And we see that going all the way back to Tutmosis III and his uh, stepmother Hatshepsut, and uh, then uh, Nefertiti and Akhenaten, important people in our path, and then the co-founders of the Rosicrucian Order, Amor, H. Spencer Lewis and Maybank Stacy. So uh, it's because each of us has the masculine and feminine energies within us, and we find that to be very productive and, and complementary. How do the initiations and symbolism function within the order? Well, of course, symbols uh, are occasions, uh, things that allow us to connect with other levels of reality that we otherwise would not be able to connect. And rituals are, in, in essence, a kind of symbols acted out. And so in the order, the basis is the home study. But as you go through each level, you become eligible for a temple initiation. Um, there are home initiations, which people do and are very useful. But the communal experience of a temple initiation, which can take place at the Grand Temple, our Grand Temple being in San Jose, uh, or at one of the Lodge Temples throughout our jurisdiction and throughout the world, uh, it, it enhances it because you have the shared experience, not only of your common study, but of common symbols, rituals, etc., which bind us together and help to raise us collectively to a new level. Um, I've had the honor of serving on the ritual team at the Rosicrucian Park for many years, and it is a, a tremendous experience, both receiving the initiations and then uh, participating in conferring them. It's, uh, it's just a, a tremendous honor and, uh, and fun also. <laughs> I mean, you, spirituality should be fun. <laughs> well, absolutely. I, I also do a number of lectures within uh, the uh, Masonic order, and it is an honor to be able to do some of these lectures and play these parts for these people going through their three degrees. We're going to take a short break for just a moment, and when we come back, we will continue our conversation with Frater Stephen Armstrong. This is the World Beyond Radio Show. I'm your host, Joe Wegent. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, StarwalkerVisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media. 
Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Welcome back to the World Beyond Radio Show. I'm your host, Joe Wegent, and we are talking about the Rosicrucian Order with Frater Stephen Armstrong. Uh, Frater Stephen, oh, we were just talking about the, the symbolism of both the Freemasonic Order and of the Rosicrucian Order. And in the... Uh, in Sometimes life can feel like a pressure cooker. From our work life to our personal lives and relationships, there's so much to balance. It's easy to feel weighed down when you're experiencing anxiety, stress, or sadness. But guess what? You're not alone. You may not know it now, but support is all around you. No matter where you are, all you need to do is ask. Let us help find you a community at churchescare.com. Churches are communities of care. Go to churchescare.com to explore the possibilities. 
Sometimes life can feel like a pressure cooker. From our work life to our personal lives and relationships, there's so much to balance. It's easy to feel weighed down when you're experiencing anxiety, stress, or sadness. Guess what? You are not alone. Support is all around you. No matter where you are, all you need to do is ask. Let us help you find a community at churchescare.com. Churches are communities of care. Go to churchescare.com to explore the possibilities. Churchescare.com. It's the tools of architecture that are used to remind its members to, to build their lives in a way that we're, we're basically building that temple for after our deaths, for that life beyond this life. And so we use tools and, and symbols like the square and the compass, uh, the level and the plum to help us to remind ourselves each day to live according to the the things that those symbols represent in order to make sure that we're building that edifice for our next life. How do the symbols uh, that are used by the Rosicrucian order, how do, how do they impart their messages? Is it for this life? Is it for the next life? How, how, do, how do they impart their messages to its members? Well, we, we certainly have a, a number of symbols, a, a triangle being one of our, our our primary symbol. We, we have, uh, on occasion, used the square and the compass as a symbol. Uh, we are much more focused on this world uh, and, and improving this world. Uh, the keynote of an artisan, which is someone who is uh, in the 12th degree, is service. And today, we are accomplishing that service in um, amazing, amazingly different ways. Um, we are working for the perfection of this plane of existence insofar as it is possible. Uh, we, we know that we're, we're immortal beings having a physical experience and uh, that we will go on and be reincarnated many times. Uh, but our, our job here is to the betterment, it is to provide for the betterment of humanity, all the creatures on our planet and the planet itself. And so, for instance, our imperator, Christian Bernard, has issued three new manifestos uh, since 2001. The Positio Fraternitatis, the Appellatio Fraternitatis, so the position of the, of the brother fraternity and the uh, call of the, of the fraternity. Uh, and then in uh, 2016, the new chemical wedding of Christian Rosenkreutz. And the point of all of these is that the world is at a crucial junction. Um, we, the Appalachio is from 2014, calls for spirituality, that is to say, a re-spiritualization of the world, which has become very materialistic. Then secondly, if you can't go with that, then at least humanism, that is to say, to create a world that is fair and just for all humans and for all creatures on our planet. And if you can't go with that, then ecology, because if we cannot preserve this beautiful planet that we have been given, we will have nowhere to live and to practice spirituality and humanism. A good example of where we're going on that is a project that the French Grand Lodge created called hope2050.org. Uh, it's a beautiful evocation of what we are visualizing that the world will turn around and uh, correct the grievous problems that are facing us. So here's the big question. What is mysticism? Huh. 
Okay, great. Um, well, uh, a couple of things. First of all, in order to understand some of it, I recommend that people uh, view our new nine-part uh, video series that we've created. It's over on YouTube slash Rosicrucian TV called The Sacred History of the Rosicrucians. And you'll get a lot of information about mysticism there. But in a kernel, mysticism is direct connection with the divine, however you conceive the divine to be, without intermediary, and in the consecrated languages, without intermediary of priest or king. So you have the great mystics of all time. Some are within religion, some are not within religion. Uh, religious mystics, of course, are people like uh, John of the Cross, Teresa of Avila, St. Simeon the New Theologian, Maximus Confessor uh, in Christianity, and then certainly in Judaism, the Kabbalah, and then uh, in the Far East, uh, the Master Buddha. Uh, there, I mean, there's all kinds of mystics within religion, but then there's also mystics like in the Rosicrucians who are not in one particular mystical path. Now, in addition to that, a mystic has a somewhat a viewpoint on the world that sees through some of the externals. You know that, like in Hinduism, uh, they have the principle that uh, everything is maya, that the separateness is an illusion. And so the mystic has a kind of leg up, you might say, in being able to uh, see the world as it really is. Now, you know, nobody can fully live that way on this plane of existence, but we, we move in that direction. And uh, H. Spencer Lewis and Ralph Maxwell Lewis are two former imperators, and uh, Christian Bernard, all were very deep uh, mystics. Uh, but, but it's also, we use the term practical mysticism. That is to say that it's not some, you know, pie in the sky kind of uh, thing. This is, this is practical. It, it works on a daily basis to help us in life, business, relationships, etc. So mysticism is not so much an exploration of the universe as it also is a, an exploration of ourselves in the universe? Right. Well, that's in fact, we go back to that adage that was uh, above the temple of Apollo at Delphi. You know, know thyself and thou shalt know the universe and the gods. Because it's not only as above, so below. It's also as without, so within. Um so as with outside of myself, so within myself. So you know you can search for the divine uh, in the universe, but you can also search for the divine in your own heart. Uh, both are equally valid, and they're completely complementary to one another. So how do the the um, the initiative uh, levels of the order? How do they impart those particular messages? Well, each one of the degrees, the first nine temple degrees, has a particular focus. Um, some focus on more scientific principles, some focus on more uh, esoteric principles, and each initiation is keyed to that particular topic and uses symbolism, ritual, etc., to complement and convey what the degree entails. Now, and then, of course, we have higher degrees, 11th, 12th, uh, 10th, 11th, and 12th, which, in the same way, uh, the ritual complements what we are studying. So, 
is it a whenever someone's doing this at home and they don't have access to a, a nearby temple? Obviously, somebody in in Georgia would have a difficulty going all the way to San Jose to to receive initiations, and they wanted to do these things at home and become a member uh, online or whatever. You uh, how how does the the Grand Lodge? know that the the adept has finished those initiations or has seen that particular light are there tests to take is there uh are papers to write or some kind of revelation that they need to explain to uh the the grand lodge to say okay i've got this point i'm ready to move on how, how does a person move through those degrees in a way that that the grand lodge can understand that that the initiate is grasping these things for themselves well actually first of all an initiate in Georgia would go to the lodge in Atlanta. Uh, so uh, we have temples all over the place. Uh, so it's not just the one temple in the Grand Lodge. We've got temples of, you know, New York, Chicago, Boston, Los Angeles, you know, <laughs> St. Louis, etc. So, uh, and Toronto. Uh, and, so, and this is just one jurisdiction. And we've got all these jurisdictions around the world, the French, the Spanish, Portuguese, Japanese, Greek, etc. So we've got places all over the world. Uh, so there's lots of places for people to be initiated. Um, but as to, we don't do testing. Um, we try, this is a path, uh, a Rosicrucian really has to be a self-starter. Um, and the goal is for the person to become their own master. You know, there's an old, um, you know, our goal is mastery of life. And that's similar to the uh, old scholastic description of the dominus sui a lord or lady of oneself. Uh, and so we trust that the members are being guided by the master within. And, um, you know, the only person they're hurting, if they're not really paying attention, is themselves. Uh, so we don't test. We leave that up to the individual. And, of course, the way one can tell if someone is truly advanced uh, is how they treat one another. Uh, they treat other people. Are they kind? Are they helpful? Are they generous? Uh, you know, we don't look for people to, you know, be shining with brilliant light around them or something like that. I mean, those phenomena do exist and do happen from time to time. But that's not what true advancement is. True advancement is becoming a more divine human being, someone who is living the fact that we are uh, emanated from the one divine source. Uh, that's how you can tell. And I've met so many uh, upper degree members that really do. I mean, they, they shine, not necessarily with physical light, but I mean, they radiate kindness and solicitude, uh, which I've been the, the beneficiary of many times. Uh, so you can really tell. You can tell when somebody has taken their, their studies seriously. So is that one of the advantages or the benefits of belonging to the order is just a, a, a better knowledge of self and a, a better um, presence of self when he's amongst other people? Absolutely. That, and that, that, in our society today, that's a pretty good benefit. Um, now, we also, I mean, we do, we, we uh, have techniques for um, psychic projection. We, uh, our sixth degree focuses on uh, energy healing. Uh, we have energy healing techniques uh, that are not the same, but they have some of the same principles as uh, the, the Asian idea that the, the, uh, there's energy flowing throughout the body and you can work with that. Uh, we have all kinds of psychic practices, telepathy, 
uh, 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 telekinesis, uh, vibraturgy, where you know you pick up an old coin and get some feeling from it. Uh, we, we go through all those things because our psychic abilities are part of our natural heritage as human beings, and we have exercises to help people do those things. But uh, that's all for the purpose of growing as, as a whole person so that we'll be ready to be able to advance to the more spiritual tasks of serving our brothers and sisters, all the other creatures on the planet, etc., uh, benefiting humanity and the whole planet. That's the ultimate goal. And, of course, union with the one source of being. And these other things, physical uh, you know, uh, healing, psychic work, etc., are, are simply steps in that progression. Now, different people concentrate on different things. Uh, so uh, there's a whole range of stuff, and probably not every Rosicrucian concentrates on every single thing. So once those lessons are learned in uh, that, that sixth degree there, where you're learning these, these psychic things, are those carried on to other degrees from that point? Everything builds on what you've learned before. Now, the sixth degree is specifically about healing and using the energy of the body to assist. Now, it's not in place of modern medicine. It's to assist with that uh, process. We always tell people, you know, trust your doctor. Go with your doctor. Um, but, yes, each degree and the skills you learn in each degree, clearly each one builds on what you learned in the last degree. It's well, I want to stop right there. We have to go to a break. We're going to go to our final segment in just a moment. Folks, thank you for listening to the World Beyond Radio Show. We're going to cut to a break, and we'll be right back with Frater Stephen Armstrong of the Rosicrucian in just a moment. Are you curious? Do you want to learn more about how the world works and have fun at the same time? Study coincidences with me, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on my Connecting with Coincidence radio show here on the XZBN network. Listen to Jungians theorize, statisticians randomize, true believers evangelize while I categorize. I dance to the rhythm of coincidences. People who experience me see more of them. Maybe something on the show matches a thought in your mind. Let us know. Expand your mind to the weirdness happening around you. Synchronicity spoken here, there, and everywhere. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence in your search engine and find my website, my social media sites, and my blog. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, 
Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul-balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back to the World Beyond Radio Show. I appreciate you tuning in today. I'm your host and guide, Joe Wegent. And as always, our show is produced and distributed by the ever-expanding leader in New Age, Paranormal, Alternative Health, and Supernatural Programming, the X-Zone Broadcast Network, and Relmar McConnell Media Company. At their corporate headquarters and master control, in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. To learn more about the World Beyond Radio show, your host, or to discover a wealth of other amazing shows and their hosts, please visit www.xzbn.net. To contact me or to inquire about being a guest on the World Beyond, please email me at joewegent, that's Joe, W-E-I-G-A-N-T, at xzbn.net. For more information, you can also visit my websites, www.paranormalpeace.com and www.reikichoice, that's R-E-I-K-I, choice, 
com. Or you can visit me on Facebook and see all the things that I do there. Frauder Stephen Armstrong, how can our listeners uh, reach you or your websites and learn more about the order of the Rosicrucians? Well, it's very simple. Our primary website for the English Grand Lodge for North and South America and the Caribbean uh, is www.rosicrucian.org, O-R-G. And there you can download free booklet, Mastery of Life, which gives you a real rundown on our course of study and the benefits of being in the order because lots of other stuff belonging to a fraternal order is, is more than just a course of study. Uh, we also, ha- at that website, have tons of texts, podcasts, auxiliary material, which is free. Uh, a few books cost a little bit for an ebook, but not much. Uh, so, really, that's the place to go in uh, North and South America and the Caribbean. If our listeners um, are from other parts of the world, they can go to www.amorc.org. That's A M O R C. Org, and all of our Grand Lodges and jurisdictions, and there are many, uh, are listed there. And you would simply, let's say, for instance, uh, uh, you're in the Czech Republic. You'd click on the Czech, uh, uh, Czech and Slovak administration and would be able to uh, join there. Now, for our jurisdiction, joining is so easy. Uh, you simply go to that webpage, org, and click Join the Order. There's a short form. You fill it out. And dues are either uh, in U.S. dollars, they're either 150 a year or 15 a month. That's it. And you join and you begin downloading your materials online. We have seen uh, a tremendous increase in membership around the world, but, it's, and, but certainly in our own jurisdiction, uh, since we're fulfilling the mandate that was given to H. Spencer Lewis by the Rosicrucians in Toulouse. Uh, they told him, take these mysteries and make them available for modern men and women. So first, of course, they use the mail order. Now we use the internet. Uh, And we're open to everybody, men, women, uh, all uh, genders, all uh, ethnic uh, groups, etc. There is no barrier there. Freemasonry has often been accused of being a secret society, which doesn't make sense because we all wear rings and put placards on our cars and license plates and wear jackets and hats and everything that have the square and compass all over it. We will tell anybody we're a Freemason. Has uh, the Rosicrucians ever been accused of being a secret order? All the time. And I say to people, you know, we're not doing a very good job of it. We've got a full city block in San Jose uh, of Egyptian buildings. We have a similar thing in Curitiba, Brazil, and uh, we have a beautiful, huge building in Paris. Uh, So we're not doing a very good job of keeping things secret. The the idea is, though, it's a fraternal order, and just like masonry, uh, of course there are things like passwords and, you know, various things like that that you have to be a member to know. But we are very open nowadays. When you go to our website, rosacruzion.org, uh, we share so much information. Um, so, yeah, it, we're not a secret society. <laughs> if so, we, we're getting a bad grade on it. <laughs> I joke with people whenever they start uh, accusing Freemasonry of trying to take over the world and being connected <laughs> with some Illuminati or whatever stuff. And I always, I always joke back with them and say, yes, the Freemasons are trying to take over the world one pancake breakfast at a time. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, after all, uh, the French Revolution, the American Revolution, 
were certainly based on a Rosicrucian and Masonic ideals. Uh, so we have the New World Order is in fact the uh, you know liberal democratic free world. That's the, that's the real deal that that these ideals brought about. Precisely. You mentioned uh, during our our last segment about uh, psychic abilities and energy healing. I'm a Reiki master, and I, I run a business doing Reiki healing for for people. How is uh, the essence of the energy work that you're teaching in Rosicrucians? It, how similar or different is it from uh, Reiki practice? Well, I don't know Reiki, so I really can't can't make a comparison. However, what we do, we understand that all that there's energy running through the body, uh, according uh, not only the nervous system but uh, in, in, in psychic centers, etc. And what we do is using uh, the various polarities, negative and positive, like in, in, in electricity, not meaning bad or good, uh, to influence parts of the body that need healing, to restore balance in terms of energy. Uh, if more positive energy is needed, we have ways of placing our, our fingers on certain parts of the spinal column uh, that then will radiate the proper energy to the place that it's needed. So it really is a, a question of balance. But we also say you've got to be eating correctly, getting exercise, getting rest, doing all the things uh, accord, you know, so that you are following nature. Uh, and then if something gets out of balance, this helps. And every once in a while you have to go to a doctor because something is dangerously out of balance. But uh, for the most part, you know, we can keep ourselves in balance with these kind of energy practices. I like what you were saying a little bit ago about uh, using psychometry. Uh, I think you use a different word for it, but picking up objects and being able to see where the object has been and who held it last and some of the other uh, the psychic exercises that you're using to expand the mind and expand uh, consciousness and uh, receptivity to intuition and those kinds of things. That, that pricked my ears because that's the kind of work that I also do uh, whenever I'm either working with uh, – uh, clients in my Reiki practice or whenever I'm doing investigations on haunted houses and things like that. So that that's a very interesting uh, piece of what the Rosicrucians is teaching is the expansion of the, the psychic nature of our minds. Right, right. And, and it, it, it helps, to, helps us to realize that there's lots beyond the physical and what we can just see around us. There's a lot more going on. And I think that's the point, really. Which is exactly the point of my show, <laughs> just trying to get people to realize that it's not just about going to work and making sure the kids get to soccer practice. There's a great big world out there. Go go out there and taste some of it. Absolutely. Well, you know, uh, I'm sitting here actually at the Rosicrucian Cultural Center up in Harlem in New York. Um, we have this wonderful uh, meditation center in New York. And anybody who uh, comes to the Big Apple, we have other local groups here too, but the Rosicrucian Cultural Center uh, is a great place to come in and meditate. And that's linked on our website, rosacrucian.org. We're in Harlem, uh, which is one of the friendliest neighborhoods in New York. Uh, and uh, it's just a real oasis to be able to come in, peacefully meditate. I've noticed that uh, a lot of, whenever I go see the Martinus websites yeah. and talk to Martinus, there's also some connection with Rosicrucians. Uh, what is the connection there? Are, are Martinus Rosicrucians? Or is it kind of like the way all Shriners are Masons, but not all Masons are Shriners? Or, you know, how does, <laughs> how does that sure. work? Sure. 
Well, the traditional Martinist order uh, comes from the late 19th century. And in 1940, it was placed under the aegis of the Rosicrucian order Amor. And just in time, because World War II, uh, 1939, 1940. So uh, we brought it over here and nurtured it and um, then brought it back to the world. Martinism is the, the way of the heart, deep inner prayer. Uh, it's not, again, it's not a religion. Uh, and so we are, that is the only order that we are allied with. Um, and so you can study Martinism at home and you don't have to be a Rosicrucian in our jurisdiction. Uh, however, if you wish to participate at a heptad in the Martinist initiatic path, you do also need to be a member of the Rosicrucian order Amor. Uh, but it's truly a beautiful path. I've gone through the chairs uh, in Martinist, um, in the traditional Martinist order, and it's 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 really intimate spirituality in a most beautiful way. And it's based on the the uh, teachings and tradition of Louis Claude de Saint Martin, who is the unknown philosopher. And our, our most venerable grandmaster, Julie Scott, is the grandmaster for the Martinists. And the imperator, uh, Christian Bernard, is the sovereign grandmaster of the traditional Martinist order. So they really work in parallel, very complementary to one another. We're just about out of time, but can you tell me what Rosicrucianism has done for you personally in your life? You know, as, I, as you mentioned at the beginning, I've been a student of mysticism and practitioner all my life. What the Rosicrucian Order has allowed me to do is to organize all my experiences uh, of, of the past, which not only include Jesuits and Byzantine, but Druids and all kinds of other things, uh, put that all together in a framework. And the Rosicrucian path helps you to see how all of it interacts with one another. The other thing, and that's, that's kind of on the intellectual level, on the heart level, it's, it's a home. It is a wonderful home. And uh, I have felt so welcomed. My partner has felt so welcomed. Uh, it, it, it's, it warms the heart to be with like-minded people. Well, I appreciate you coming onto the show today. This has been fascinating and enlightening, and I, I always invite you back again. My friends, this has been another episode of the World Beyond Radio Show. I am your host, Joe Weijin. Tune in again. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs>